What it do? What it is, what it baby? What a morning, bro. Bro, <laughs> what a morning is right. I mean, we were supposed to start at 8 a.m. and it's officially 11:30. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I mean, that's how these things go, right? Anything new that you're trying to begin begins with frustration. Yeah, and I sat here and I was getting frustrated, and then I was like, "Well, we're supposed to start at this time, and I have this coming." Later in the day, and then I just said, but you're doing it right now. What difference does it make? We're doing it. It's going to work out. I did also end up purchasing Starlink and uh, (laughs) an entire Squadcast year membership and everything. So this is going to get better as it goes. The huge metaphor for for everything. How do you deal with it? First, be present. Second, expect to spend money. (laughs) (laughs) You you hate to hear it. You really do? Yes. All right, here we go, bro. All right. We made it happen. Episode 11. We did. We got Jamal Cunningham. Cheers. The day one. What's your, uh, yeah, what's your claims on this, on this potty? Give the breakdown of what's been going on to get us onto this screen right here. I mean, to get us onto the screen, basically, now I'm trying to figure out where to look, too. I guess I should be looking at my own camera, because I'm recording to my own camera. Um, but basically, to get us to this point... C-Dub hit me up. He had already been doing the You Love to Hear It. He said, we obviously have a great rapport with each other. We've known each other for, I thought about it this morning, more than a decade, um, which is, or just about a decade, which is crazy. Um, more than a decade. 2012 was Colorado. We were 2011 Mount Snow. Oh, that's true. Yeah, so more than a decade. And uh, C-Dub hit me up and said... He basically thought I'd be a good addition to the podcast, that I could bring something to it, that me and him have a similar, both a similar and a kind of contrarian look on things where we'd be able to give each other good opinions on things that we just have going on in our lives or that are going on in the world, and now we're here. And I believe we'd be good at disagreeing properly and breaking down both sides of said disagreement and coming to a reasonable conclusion without getting angry and offensive. It's so crucial. It's a skill that is lacked by so many, but is like a taught skill, like a learned skill, you know? hundred percent. And the biggest reason I wanted you on is because you've been trying to start a podcast. It's been a desire of yours for literally seven years of us hanging out. And we've never really had the location and setup and timing and proper. And you know what I mean? And I feel like now you're at home, you're at a period in your life where like things are dialed in you can have a set stage set time schedule i'm getting big on scheduling lately and it's just like if i was gonna have somebody help me host the portion of episodes and like especially the critical ones where i don't really know much info about somebody i think your background and your research and then like the questions that you would dial in you just you're you would be the best host that i could possibly find so so grateful and stoked right here to have this started yeah i'm beyond stoked about that too i mean i've Definitely wanted, I wanted to start podcasting probably since maybe 2010 and we're 12, 13 years later at this point. Um, I talked about this actually with Gravy the one time when I was on his podcast about how earlier in my life I did things because simply for the fact that I wanted to quote unquote blow up. Like you're young and you're just like, I want to be rich and famous. You see people that are rich and famous doing things and you're like, I want to do that. But if your heart isn't in it for the right reasons, then it never, it never comes to fruition because 
you're basically chasing the reward instead of doing the thing, you know? And now I'm at a point in my life where like I have a full-time job, I have a family, I'm doing this just because I want to do it and because I like it, you know? So I see it as a completely different setup now, which is awesome. And I think having somebody else is so massive because it's just not all you doing everything and you have somebody just like anytime we've ever done a challenge or anytime we've ever tried to do something gnarly, 30 days of this, 30 days of that, having someone to just send you a photo in the middle of the day when you're tired and they're doing burpees and you're just like, oh, he's on it. Like I gotta be on it. Having both avenues of people that are motivated to get it done is gonna be, it's the reason that we're on right now. Yeah, you're so right. Like the motivation is huge. And I, I went through multiple times of trying to find that other person and especially because I didn't podcasting is interesting because like you can have the solo podcast where you're kind of just ranting depending on depending on what your content genre is. You can have the solo podcast where you're kind of just ranting, but I didn't want that. I wanted to be able to like have conversations and I'm like, I'm not going to sit here and talk to myself, you know, and I was so close. It's a weird line there. Yeah, it is. I was very close at one point to me and Weck starting a podcast when me and Weck were about to move into Nick Romano's house and use that spare room as a podcast room. And then, I don't know, four days in, Nick's like, yo, I'm having a baby, so that's not going to work out. <laughs> so me and Weck just went back. We went back to the two of, the two of us living in my Tacoma. <laughs> and we were like, I guess we're out of here. <laughs> On some C-Dub and Niso shit. It, it was so hectic, dude. It was like one of the most hectic times of my life by far. It was wild. Those are two big guys to be living in one vehicle. Oh, yeah, dude. We barely fit in the cab together. You know, like, it was, we had one, at one point we had, so we were taking turns sleeping in the cab or the bed. Just like mobbing around. We'd like get an Airbnb in LA for like one night. And then we'd be like, all right, we can't afford to keep doing that. So we'd like be back in the truck. And then it, it was just, it was mad. Hitting LA fitness. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah, literally. It was, it was such crazy times, but grateful for him. It was, it was good times looking back on it. I mean, I just spent this entire day and, and yesterday trying to organize this room to find a stationary spot that can, that can always be there. So that way it doesn't need to be a full setup every single time you want to do something. You got to set up the entire rig. Yeah. I, uh, I put in a decent amount of time. It's still got some work, but you can see my little mini studio here. I basically just took a closet in my house, painted it, put a shelf up. I got some more decor to put up, but I do have, I showed you my prized possession. Paul Walker Supra from the Fast and the Furious. <laughs> my absolute prized possession right there. <laughs> my, dream, my dream car, just to remind me where I'm going. Literally, I got some a solid quiver going here behind me. Yeah, that's me. Have you ever even, at, we, gotta, we gotta get you some of the, the tonic, bro. Have you tried the, the greens or the reds? from human tonic i have never heard of human tonic until right now number one uh number two oh. i am literally about to put together a whole supplement profile for my fiance and i so i'm going to be looking to you for help on that for sure because i have an idea of what i need but i only want to the thing about it is it's like you know there's other brands out there there's there's like brands with a good reputation but i'm all about finding a brand with a good reputation who somehow has a relationship with the boys you know, there's just so many people out there that are doing great things. And it's like, if you can collaborate with somebody when they're on the ground level and come up with them, why wouldn't you? 
Yep. And being able to talk to like founders and people one-on-one that are on the come up trying to create a product that's Dave Asprey style where you're like, I'm only trying to make something that's better than what's out there because they're trying to consume those nutrients. I need more quality dense nutrients and dude, this company is so legit. They got the red and the green and I got to, yeah, I got to dial you in. Let's go. I love to hear that. Didn't Asprey say one time, didn't Asprey say one time that if he, uh, what was this quote? I would eat rocks if I knew they would make me perform better. <laughs> yeah, I would eat a bowl of rocks if I knew it was going to make me perform better. For sure. I feel that now more than ever. I've been very, uh, I've been very like utilitarian with my eating. Where like, instead of looking around and being like, oh, well, do I, I mean, I live 30 minutes from the nearest grocery store. So I'm like, instead of looking around and being like, oh, I, I don't have this, I don't have that. I'm like, there's eggs, there's beef, there's rice in your fridge. I heat it up, I make it happen, and I just go back to what I was doing. For some reason, there is no better feeling than being able to manifest a meal out of like just the little that you have in your fridge. Like Also not letting the stuff go bad, but then like utilizing it in a combo that makes a delicious meal. I don't. Something about that is so rewarding. Bro, I mean, we've lived together how many times? How many banger banger dinners have we made out of leftovers with just like an egg on top of it unbelievable Himalayan salt egg and Himalayan changed everything yeah I also I want to talk about um how this is going to be obviously be mainly focused around snowboarding and action sports because that's what my niche is and that's what like our whole community that follows us is but having you be on here for like I was saying formulating some gnarly questions for when we get some guests on there's this company, I, I think I showed you already, Spermidine Life, that makes this like new wheat germ extract molecule that's supposed to like just promote autophagy, which is really hard to get into your body unless you're fasting for like 16 hours or, or sometimes two days. And this stuff literally allows you to get into autophagy, which is like cellular regeneration, which then burns old dirty cells and toxins and creates like new AT, ATP, which is the power pack for the mitochondria that powers the cells and everything. And like this podcast is going to be sick because I already talked to this dude who dialed me in on these so that I could repair and like heal my body better while I'm in recovery. But then when I got on the phone with him to try to get the explanation of like, when do I take it? How much, what's really going on here? He was such a boss and we had like a 20 minute conversation and I was like, dude, we got it. Like this needs to be recorded. Not only because I need to remember what just happened, but like you are, you're a king dude. And he was just breaking down the, the, NFL people that he works with and how he's been like studying and researching for decades and decades and how he works his way up. And I'm like, I know this dude's a straight G because he's living in a massive RV with a full studio in the RV, mic, headphones, everything, not even recording a podcast, but just in case people want to feature him on podcasts. And I'm like, is that straight red light therapy behind you? He's got in his RV an entire red light healing situation. I'm like, dude, you are a day one. And he's, he said any point in time, if we want to get him on the podcast, he'll break down everything. And I'm like, dude, if we can start not only obviously having the athletes and try to get, you know, the good snowboarders and the people that are deep in that industry, but also being able to shed light on like the health industry and bring, bring in some big dogs. That's like what I'm really stoked on. Yeah. I mean, I'm super stoked on that because it's like, I think you always are going to have your niche and then, first of all, I never know how to pronounce that word. Niche, 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 nash. No idea. Niche. Niche. We'll go with niche. You're always going to have that, but then, like, it's just like your life. Like, why would you ever want to limit yourself to just learning from one group of people when you can learn so many things about what you're doing from somebody who's never even done it? 
you could learn something about mobility from somebody who's just a physical therapist, and then you're like, oh my gosh, I can apply this to snowboarding, surfing, everything. So like limiting yourself there would be crazy, you know? And sometimes it's not a good idea. It's a terrible idea to try to learn all that yourself when you're like, yo, someone already spent 20 years. They are the leader in that field. Like just talk to them, get their info immediately. Obviously, not don't just believe everything blindly, but like look at the research, look at what they've done, take them with a with a grain of salt, and like you could just get so much decades of information so quickly. Then you can build on that afterwards. So you're all of a sudden now you're 20 years deep on information, and you're putting your work in to find more softs. That's a dream, bro. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. It's funny because I was gonna ask you about something along those lines, but before we get into that, you said that guy works with NFL players. Name five NFL players. <laughs> See, I knew this was going to come up. Dude, I could not wait to do this. Um, oh, this is so good. This is bad. This is so good. <laughs> I know that I want to say that my favorite dude used to wear purple. He was the purple guy with the long dreads. So fast. Oh, I got it. I got, I got no name. Though. Not one. You can't like, name Obviously, I, no, there's got to be some. I know there's one a Dwayne. Them, dude, I'm just trying to come up with the last names. Okay, one of them looks just um, just like T-Cap. Aaron Rodgers. There you go. Brett, Brett Favre. Okay. Or is that a wrestler? No, oh, Brett, Brett Favre. Is, yeah, he, he played at, for the same team as Aaron Rodgers right before him, actually. Those, those are two white guys. Correct. Two white quarterbacks. Uh, what are the two brothers? There's lots of brothers in the NFL. Um, no, the main two guys that everybody loves on the freaking, on the Patriots. I can't believe I can't think of the most famous football player in the world's name right now. <laughs> Should have been retired. Should have retired. This is amazing. You don't know his name, do you? Off the top of it's, your head. You know what? It's right there. No, it's... I His brother even. plays on the green, the the, the New York Jets. All, the guy One of them's the guy on. you're thinking of does not have a brother. <laughs> really? Yeah. Come on, hold on. Dude, it's right even, there. I can't even get Brett Favre this. is why I just want to keep saying Brett Favre. Freaking. Oh, dude, retire, bro. Retire, dude. Retire, bro. He's like, I'm not retired. Brady. Tom yeah, Brady. There we go. <laughs> That's three. I would like to look back at a timer and see how long it took you to figure out. Deion Sanders. Wow. That's actually, Deion Sanders, not only a football player, debatably the greatest athlete of all time. Wow. I'm one gonna, more. One more. Give me one. Something Peterson, dude. I don't yep. want to say Jordan yep. Peterson. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're, and he, wore, he wore purple. Yeah. Give me, give me the first letter of his first name and I'll tell you. A? Yes, it's Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson, that's my guy. Absolute stud. One of the best to ever do it. Wow, that was not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Clay Marzo. <laughs> Clay Matthews. <laughs> Clay no, no, Clay Matthews. That's Clay, Clay Marzo's a surfer. <laughs> Clay Matthews is the big dude that looks like he, me if I was never to have skateboarded, right? Correct. He looks like you. Same hair, same everything. <laughs> All right, I still need to get one more on my own. Adrian Peterson doesn't count. You gave me the Adrian. Oh, man. I can't tell you how much joy this brings me. Um, Marshawn Lynch. Let's go. Beast mode himself. 
Yo. Okay. You uh, for that's my guy with the uh, Marshawn Lynch is the the interview guy. Yes. Right. Yes. He's what, a, what is his claim? He's, he had a bunch of claims in that interview. The interview was with Deion Sanders. Dion was interviewing okay. him, and he said a few great things. One, he said, "I ain't never seen no talk and win me nothing." Which okay. was, and then he Not said, what I know." And then he uh, also in that interview, he had the. Okay, so he had the no talk and never won me anything. He also said, "We got some dogs," which lived on forever. Nope. Um, he also used to say in interviews all the time, "I'm just here so I don't get fined." Nope. I'm um, all oh, that. That was the guy. Yeah, Marshawn Lynch is the interview guy who just says the same thing over and over and hates interviews. He hates interviews. Can't stand him. That's why he said he's like, I never seen no talking with me nothing. I don't want to interview. You know, is Marshawn? Am I saying that right? Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, correct. What a name. What a human name. Um, is he the one who did? Oh, oh, I'm gonna get got. Yeah, but yeah, I'm gonna yeah. get my moan. I'm gonna get got though. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, there needs to be like some viral thing that then I'll remember him. Yeah, and Dion, Dion told him because his nickname is Beast Mode, and Dion told him, "Yo, the people love Beast Mode." And Marshawn goes back to me, goes, "Beast Mode, love and appreciate that." <laughs> <laughs> so good. So good. <laughs> Talking about it like it's his ma- like he's managing the guy. And he's yeah. like, oh, yeah, he, he loves that too. Now, for the for the people who are watching, I want them to understand why I asked you to name five NFL players. And part of that is because there are so many times where Casey will shoot me a text with either a rap lyric or just something that he knows that I will know, but he has no clue. Like, I remember it so specifically. He texted me one time, and I think it's a Migos lyric. Yeah, it has to be, because he goes... MVP the whole game, Quavo Russell. And he just sends it to me as a text in quotes. And I just immediately text him back, Russell Westbrook won MVP of the NBA last year. <laughs> Appreciate that. <laughs> I know it's fire. Yeah. I know it's fire. You're I'll like- even hear Wayne lyrics from 08. And then it comes, it all comes together in 2022 because something linked up. And I'm like, oh, that's who... Lombardi was. I didn't know that they he was a trophy something that had to do with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're just out here looking for that context. So funny. You know, you're just looking for context. Just that's fine. What am I? What What am I listening to? <laughs> what should I and what should I not repeat is also crucial. Oh, that yeah, that's huge. That's a huge yeah, that's one. Definitely huge. That's so funny. Oh man, that just that whole exchange right there just made me so happy. I was thinking there was going to be a lot of those. Maybe yeah. next time we'll do if we get enough stoke on that clip we'll do like a name name ten fast cars or ten designer bags or some, something. I think I think just, I did the designer brands with you one time and it was funny. <laughs> I remember we were in the water. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Yep, I remember that. Um, so we started out talking about um, how long we've known each other. We mentioned that in the beginning. I figured for some people. Like, they may kind of know me and your relationship from the vlog. You can see it from the beginning of the vlog. But I don't know if that many people even know the full breakdown of, like, how me and you met, how we ever linked up, how we've ended up being friends for this long, etc. Do I even know? I, I, I'm pretty sure I got a pretty good understanding Were of it. Were you living at Crow's? Correct. With all them when I locked myself out of the Ranger that time? Yes, I think it was your Dakota, not even the Ranger. Oh, we'll just go with the Ranger just because of 
Yeah, we gotta love the Rangers showing some love. Yeah, I haven't even been. Yeah, we need a buzzer. The Ranger. Yeah, the Ranger. Uh, it was 2009 that year. 2009, 2010 season at Mount Snow. You got locked out of yep. New Dakota, came to stay at our house. I was still driving up. I was commuting, not telling my girlfriend because I didn't couldn't come up with a reason of how it would be logical for me to drive to Vermont every single day and snowboard and then come back. So I would, I would claim it once or twice a week, but like four or five times I would just be hiding and do it. And TCAP... And Luke, literally, we would give them 20 bucks, and we, me and B-Dub would take their pass and go. Um, we'd, like, drive to Eastern, grab their pass, give them 20 bucks, drive up to the mountain. And this time, it was just by myself. B-Dub didn't come with me. Went and rode. Was obsessed with Crowbar. Thought he was this absolute, actually knew he was this absolute legend. Switchback 5. It was back 5, switchback 5, front 7, Dreamline. And afterwards, I went to go get some food in Westover at one of the places. And I don't know if he was with me or he just happened to be there, but I locked my keys in my truck. And that's just one of those times where you're like, this is looking back, obviously it, it created the rest of my life. Simple thing of, of locking your keys in your car, which is like, Oh, I'm so mad. This is brutal. Like, what am I going to do? Of course. I love the one. Oh, of course. Of course, like uh, me, like you are just confirming that you're that person that things are gonna happen bad to. That's such a sketchy energy to put off. It's the why always me energy, you know. Oh, why is it always me? As if nobody else has anything else, you know, perceivingly bad going on in their day. Your why always me, which is you know? the spotlight effect onto the why is it always me effect. Because the spotlight effect is where everybody thinks that everybody's looking at them, but really the spotlight's on each person and everybody thinks that everybody's looking at them, but really no one's looking at you. We're all worried about ourselves. Everybody's worried about themselves and everybody has their own stuff going on. That was the first time I met you was at when you locked your keys in, you came and stayed at our house, but I still didn't, I wouldn't say I knew you. I mean, we met then, I'd seen you on the hill a few times. I was still working at Backside Snowboards um, at Mount Snow. I was working at the shop at the base of Mount Snow. I'd seen you come in there a couple of times and you were kind of like, I was obviously already very, uh, I was already very in with like the Mount Snow in crowd at Corinthia and like just being there all the time. And it was like known of like, who is this kid who's just coming up here wearing the brightest gear and just chucking, you know? Arms, legs, ribs, everything flailing, just getting it done. Getting it done, but just like chucking double backflips and just like, just hucking anything and everything under the sun, you know? Just trying um, to do what I've seen people doing. Just like, what is that? I had no idea what tricks names. I probably still thought a cork was a trick then and not a variation of every trick. And like, I didn't know about pullbacks and stuff. I just figured if you freaking spin in and spin out, you got that's gotta be the sickest thing. Like, it, it, just trying to literally mimic what I saw other people doing and just having no care about my body and just chucking. Yeah, your thought process, like there's another 270 to be had here. Why wouldn't I take it? And my thought process was like, I am so late. These dudes have all been riding since they were four or five years old. I'm, I'm 19 to 20, whatever, however old, was, old I was then. I got work to do. I got to drive up here every single day. I have to sleep in the parking lot. I have to freaking just go for stuff. You know what I mean? I, I got so much catching up to do. 
But anyways, so to lead into when I locked my keys out of my car, Crowbar was there and he was like, dude, you can, you can come back and crash in my place if you want. We can, you can stay there or whatnot, or you can like figure it out, AAA. And I was like, oh my God, what an opportunity. I get to go sleep at Crowbar's house. Like, this is insane. And then and that's when I went there and I think I saw you guys for the first time. Yeah. Funny side note there. Other people may not know either. Me and Crowbar have known each other since I was probably in the fifth grade. Um, so we go way, way back. He's the one... He's the one who got me to move to Mount Snow originally. Uh, all my friends had left to go to college. I didn't know what I was doing. Crow was like, just come live with me. And that changed my whole life. Um, but then fast forward a little bit from there. Saw you a few times after that, you know, on and off. And then I was looking to move out west. And when I was looking to move out west, I was originally going to move. This is actually funny. I was going to move to Big Bear, which is now my favorite mountain. I wanted to get there then. And... It was me, I can't remember the second person, but Zach Wilmot was the third person that I was trying to get to move there with me. And I was getting that set up, Legend. and then the whole, yeah, shout out Zach Wilmot, absolute hero. Uh, but either way, that fell through with those guys, and I was like, damn, I don't know what I'm going to do now. I still want to go out west, I got to figure something out. And uh, some uh, crowbar was already in Colorado, so I said, like, okay. I'll try to move to Colorado. So I posted a Facebook status just saying like, yo, I'm moving to Colorado. Who's trying to get a house with me? And Casey hits me up maybe 15 minutes later with a direct message on Facebook. Yo, I got cash. I'm 100% down. And I'm just like, all right. Like we have literally not. I don't not even remember that. I, I, could, I could probably go back into my Facebook messages and find it. It's so funny because like I had met you and maybe rode together a couple times, but we weren't like homies and I was still just like, hell yeah, okay, sounds good. So seat up was in, I was like, all right, we're good, we're, we're in here. Um, after that, I started to, I called Tutter, I called Scott Reese, RIP Scott Reese. I called Scott Reese and then we basically just put a house together and ended up moving to Colorado. We all ended up just sending it to Breckenridge, got a place from a guy that Crowbar was living with who had another place to rent ended up there. And then that's like where our whole real friendship started. Cause I didn't really know. I knew who you were. We like knew each other, but I didn't know you before that. Yeah. I didn't have any recollection of like us riding before we went out there. That's cause we didn't, <laughs> you know, maybe like one photo passing. of us at a party or something. Yeah. Which, yeah. Which is actually, I believe the night that I met Brent. Yeah. Crazy how that worked out because for me, especially in my life, like I, one at that point in my life, I had zero concept of health, no concept of what was going into my body. I was still partying super hard and I just had no concept of food, especially cause like I'm from New Jersey. We eat bagels, pizza, cheesesteaks, like the foods that are good there are terrible for you. So like if I go home now, I enjoy having them because it's great and I don't eat that way all the time. But that's how I was eating every day, eating fast food, eating, you know, a bag of gummy bears every time I go into Wawa, like just zero concept, but I felt fine to my knowledge. Cause you don't know how good you can feel. You felt the same that you do. You just felt, I just felt. So I moved in with you and I remember just basically telling you, like I saw you the way you were eating and just like the way you were doing everything. And I was like, this is very interesting. And I was basically like, yo, if I just give you money, can you just, can we like grocery shop together? Cause I'm trying to get down on this. And you were like, yeah, like 100%. Also, you gave me my first cup of Bulletproof there, and you didn't tell me what was in it. You just said, drink this, and I thought it was awesome. I was like, this is great coffee, and you're like, there's butter in it. And I was like, what? <laughs> um, but then I remember just like, 
getting down on the grocery shopping with you and it was probably a week into eating the same things that you were eating and I got out of bed one day and like my feet hit the floor and I like popped right out of bed and was like ready to take on the day and I like walked out and you were in the kitchen and I was like, bro, is this what you feel like all the time? And you were just like, yeah. And I was like, this is insane. <laughs> I was like, it was like, it was a complete transformation. I felt so light, you know, because I had, especially the lack of carbs, I feel like, I felt so light. I felt like light on my feet, ready to take on whatever. My brain was super clear. I was like, this is amazing. And then from then on, it's obviously just transformed into a friendship and like me learning so much from you and being able to have that person where I'm very competitive and like, seeing somebody who's just crushing life in general next to you, it's like, I would still go out and rage, but I was still just like coming home, waking up hungover and being like, I got to get after it today. Cause Casey's outside learning back dubs. And I'm just like, I, I, I got to do something, you know? Yeah. And having charcoal and having green juice and having everything to dial in from that, being hydrated that night, like even going into drinking hell of water, like just knowing that you've set yourself up proper and you've been feeling good. It like makes you want to, even when you mess up, still not just like completely destroy it. Like whatever I'm going out tonight. It's like, no, have your drinks, but drink water, drink, you know, any type of hydration fuel that you have, eat a blazing meal before that, maybe eat some greens before bed, take a freaking activated charcoal. So that way you don't just ruin everything that you did that whole entire week. But the fact of feeling the way that you're supposed to feel and not randomly being like just terrible and thinking that that's your normal feeling all the time is so life changing. That kind of gave a quick synopsis of what, of, you know, how we met and how we, we got together. And from then on, it's like most of it has played out over the internet that you could see, but we've just been working together and just like grinding and being able to feed off each other for a long time, which is like a friendship and a, just, it's just a whole deal that I couldn't be more grateful for. It's it's awesome to have. And I like encourage anybody to find somebody like that in your life. Like if you have somebody who's around you, who's going hard, don't be jealous. Don't, you know, don't just idolize them. Be like, okay, I'm going to compete with them. You know, people say you should always be in competition with yourself, which I think you should be. But I think there's like something to be said for like seeing somebody and being like, not just, oh, he's different than me, he's better than me. Like, I'm gonna get after him. I'm gonna get onto his heels. And that way, he'll keep going harder, you keep going harder, and that's just, everybody goes up. When you realize that they're just a human being, then you immediately know that you have the potential to do that. So now they just set the, st the stage for like what is possible, and to use that as anything other than fuel and motivation to do that yourself is just wild and gonna definitely negatively impact anything that you're gonna do. And us being almost polar opposites to the point where like I was, I was stopping drinking for a couple of years like that. We had a couple of years where we were both just going so hard. And then we had, because we were friends, the vlog didn't start till 2017. We were friends for literally seven, eight years before the vlog even started. And for a couple of those years, I was going so hard in the drinking game. And so were you. And then a couple of those years, I just stopped completely. You 100% respected that and just didn't care. I, you were not stopping. You were on a mission. And <laughs> yeah, I was on I, a mission, we were just right. like, <laughs> you know what I mean? To just enjoy the hell out of your life and have as much fun as you can. And you kind of were like one of the best drinker partiers being able to hang and all that. And they're like, so that starts to become, it starts to become associated with who you are, you know? So then it's like, you almost don't get any of the off days because everybody that wants to party, then they're hung over the next day, but they're yeah. like, 
the other group shows up and they're like, where's Jamal? So everybody's hitting up Jamal every time they want to get messed up. And you're like, you're just day, day after day after day. And I remember us just hanging out and me being like, wow, this dude can just still show up at 536 in the morning with me, even though I got 11 hours of sleep last night and drank greens. And he did, he went to bed at three or 4 AM, woke up. We both got the same amount of time in the water, both got the same amount of waves and just respected each one of those. And then when your shift happened, like mine did, we both respected each one of ours. And that's when, that's when I see you literally, your life like took off when you got, when you got clean. Yeah, dude. It's, it's like the biggest thing about it to me was that you're right. I was on a mission definitely to just like enjoy my life as much as possible, which like, it, you know, the way I saw it, I was like, I grew up listening to a lot of punk rock and just like, I grew up with like a big, just like, I'll do whatever I want type of attitude. And that's what I wanted to do then. You know, I had other stuff that I said I wanted to do, but clearly I didn't want it that bad or I would have done it instead of doing what I was doing. So like, I, I was enjoying myself, no doubt about it. And I, on the respect thing, that was one of the things that made me and your friendship so great is that I would always say like, you know, most people, if they stop drinking, I'm not gonna say most people, but a lot of people I've been around, if they stop drinking and you wanna go out every night, it turns into like, I can't be around this guy or like, they're trying to tell you how to live your life. You would just be like, yeah, man, like, go have fun. I'll be here. I got, I'm going to study Spanish. And I'd be like, all right, dude, I'll see you tomorrow. And that was it. There was never any type yeah, of tension. You know when you nothing. need a ride or something. Yeah, exactly. There was no type of tension. There was no type of judgment. It was just like, we were both just doing our thing, which is awesome. That's the only way that it should be. And it, I think a lot of people need to work on that self-discipline aspect of not just stopping and like hiding from everything. If you're trying to go on a diet, removing all the food from your house, I'm quite the opposite. If I'm going to go on a diet, I'm going to literally order a pizza, bring it home, smell it the whole ride home, plate it up, put Parmesan cheese on it, put it on a plate and sit next to it and start making my own meal, make a salad, eat it next to the pizza. Keep smelling it. You know what I mean? Pizza is always going to be near you. Go order a burger and fries and, and, and cut it in half and put your favorite dressing on it and just let it sit there and smell up the room near you. You know what I mean? Because you're going to, a lot of people want to stop partying so they can't do any, or they're going to wait until, oh, I have a wedding next week. Oh, oh, oh my brother, oh, well, my birthday's coming. It's like each year is on loop. There's going to be a birthday. There's going to be a wedding. There's going to be a baby shower. There's going to be your best friends. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're going to find a reason to drink and party. It's 4th of July happens on the 4th of July every year. Christmas happens on the Christmas every year. You know what I mean? Like you can't wait for it to be done. It's like, you need to figure out how to have self-discipline and motivation to do the things that are going to benefit you in a positive manner in the gnarliest situations when all of your boys are around you and there's cookies and there's all these weird things around you. Like that's how you need to live. You can't just live in isolation, have no alcohol, have no partying, have no, you know what I mean? No bad food and just be like cold and whimpering and just like just cutting knives on a plate by yourself. It's you're always going to be surrounded by stuff. So tempting yourself and being able to push through that is no different than getting in the freaking ice bath. But yeah, I com I completely agree with that. And like, that's another, another thing. It's like, with the Christmas and 4th of July and all that stuff. Just like I said with the podcast about how I always said that I wanted to do it, but I was taking too much time, you know, going out and partying or doing this or whatever. It's like, I said I wanted to do it, but did I really want to? It's like, you have to be real with yourself and say like, if you say you want to be on a diet, do you really want to, or are you just saying that? Like you have to look yourself in the mirror Take it and one say step like, further. Yeah. Like 
If, if you really want that, then you need to do something about it. And if you don't, then you can just stop talking about it. It's okay to not want that. But don't sit there and lie to yourself day after day or you're going to start losing faith in yourself. There's a difference too between wanting something. Like, yeah, you want a podcast. It's not about that. Everybody wants that. Everybody, I would like to go eat a breakfast sandwich right now. That's always going to be there. I would always like bacon, eggs on bread, cream cheese spread, muffin afterwards. But do you want the feeling that comes with not doing it or, or vice versa with doing it? Like, do you want to experience being tired and working on your computer when all your friends are going to play touch football in the front yard? Do you actually want to spend 20% of your income on stuff like things that you're going to need for that on mics and all that type of stuff? Or would you rather go to the bar and, you know what I mean? Get instant pleasure from a couple beverages that make you feel good. Or would you rather like have the long term hard work pay off and then get those satiated feelings? It's like, it's not just about like, do you want the podcast? It's, or, or do you want to get good at surfing? Yes, you want to get good at surfing. Do you want to wake up at 5 a.m. every morning and paddle out in the dark and the cold when your wetsuit and your or your shoulders are tired? Like that's what you have to ask. It's not just about do you want that? Yes, everybody wants that. Do you want to do what it takes to make those things happen? That's that's the real question. That's that's been a question that people, you know, that coaches and like leaders in general have proposed to people forever. It's like do you, how bad do you want it? They're like, do you want it bad enough to not go out with your friends? Do you want it bad enough to not do this? Like you can say that you want it, but unless you show up and do make the sacrifice, that's what I mean. Like there, that's, that's, it's always been the same way. You sacrifice this to get this, you get your result here, you know, but it's like everybody would love to have a successful podcast if it meant they woke up tomorrow and had a successful podcast. But do you want to sit on your computer for, you know, that's what you said. Do you want to sit on your computer for hours? Do you want to sacrifice time doing this or time doing that? Like it applies to everything, you know? Do you want to research like, the people that you're going to interview for 45 minutes beforehand? And do you want to write, you know what I mean? There's a lot of work that goes into things that people forget. They just see that end result. Because like you said in the beginning, they're, they're 16, 18 years old. They see famous people. They just want that life because all they see is maybe they get unlimited money and partying and girls and doing all that. But like you don't see that underlying hard work that got them to the position that they're in. And most of the time, those successful people aren't just blowing money and going out and partying and all that. They're literally working way harder than any of us have worked. They're getting up earlier. They're staying up later. They're neutralizing their freaking physical therapy, their ice plunging. They're, you know what I mean, there's no time for anything other than hustle and hard work. And then you see just like pure reward, but you're like almost me like that. I have thousands of things around me that I don't even use all the time because I work so hard that people send stuff and I have all these things, but it's like, I don't even have the time to use them because I'm just working so hard. All my day is filming podcasts and editing and taking care of merch lines and setting up the books for the business and, and setting up meetings and events and, you know what I mean? Trying to shred and edit and make content, all that and post it, blah, 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 blah. It's like, I never actually even get to utilize all the things that I, that I've reaped in the benefits of from the hard work. Yeah. I, I, I totally understand, especially because like, uh, I mean, for people who are watching this, who don't know, I am a, my job, my job, my profession, I'm a full-time firefighter and I've only been doing it. I guess it's coming up on a year and a half, but like for the first time in my life, when I decided I wanted to be a firefighter, that was the first time that I, a knew I 100% wanted to do something. I was like, this is what I'm going to do for my career. I made a finite decision. Like this is what I'm doing. And I was with my dad and me and my dad sat down and just first we wrote out, you know, how it was, how, how are you going to get there? 
it's not just like, this is what I'm going to do. It's like, okay, you figured out it's what you want to do. How are you going to get there? So we wrote out, okay, first I need do to go to EMT do those school. things? Yeah, exactly. So I wrote out, okay, I need to go to EMT school. I need to go to a fire academy. I need to be in shape. I need to do this, blah, blah, blah. But I didn't waste any time either. I, we wrote those things out and then I immediately got on the internet and found an EMT academy that was next to my house. I got done, my, I went to my EMT school. I worked as hard as I could through it. As soon as that was over, I took, I think I took maybe a week and I was like, okay, cool. It's nice to sit back and reflect after you accomplish something. So I took maybe a week. I was living at, at the Oceanside house still, surfed, continued just like staying in shape, doing jujitsu. And I said, okay, time to find a fire academy. Applied, started applying to fire academies. And uh, I actually got that call to go to the fire academy, if you remember, when we were on the, the Baja trip, when we drove into Baja. Um, so then I was like, okay, had to cut my Baja trip short, which we were supposed to make it all the way to Cabo. I turned around and drove 10 hours back to California because this is what I'm doing. Like, do I love surfing with my friends? Yes, but like, I'm going to be a firefighter. That involves you turning around and driving back to California right now. So I did that. I went it also to was terrible. We had five days of pouring rain coming in. <laughs> Stormy. We were like, it looks better up there. You know, but it, 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 I turned around, drove back and went to my fire academy, did the best that I could there. And then I got out of there and I was like, okay, what's the next step? You got to start applying. But I, I also needed to get my money back up because I hadn't worked in months from being in school constantly. The so I, extremely expensive. Yeah, it was, that was gnarly. But like I went back to New Jersey because I was like, I'm going to go back. I'm going to work in Jersey and then I'm going to try to apply for fire jobs over the summer. So I worked and I started, I basically worked through most of the summer um, while kind of setting myself up, getting all my certs in line. And then once I felt like I was at a good point with my money again, I was like, okay, now it's time to start applying. I found a website that gives you all the fire jobs. I went on, I found the department that I, the first department I applied to was the department where I work at now, which I feel like is not a coincidence considering the momentum that was just going into it. You know, it's like the yeah. ball was rolling. It was and the, the fastest first, thing I've ever seen happen. It, it was the whole turnaround was less than two years, which for a lot of people in this profession, like it takes years and years to get hired. And granted, I also, I, had a, I got lucky kind of and timed it well where they were hurt. A lot of people were hurting for firefighters. So it worked out in my favor. But I mean, it's, it's like, that's just how it goes. If you're doing things and your momentum is going the right direction and you're just showing up and doing what needs to be done, why wouldn't it work out? <laughs> you know, what reason you left no stone unturned for it to not work out. So yeah, I'm not even sure at this point. Sometimes you have to literally be careful. Yeah, with how well it'll work out. <laughs> if you really set a freaking goal and then write out the steps to accomplish it and then start chiseling away at them one by one, you're going to crush it. And people just don't do that. The biggest thing is literally people don't even know what they want. I'm so grateful to just have that been so dialed for so long since I was tiny little Grom. I just knew I wanted to shred. And then that kind of obviously developed into more things and showcasing that with the world. But making I've been making skate videos and snowboard videos since I was literally nine years old. And just the, the fact that people don't have that. I think a lot of people just need to try more stuff. I think they're just so locked into the nine to five. And then they're so locked into trying to enjoy life outside that nine to five because they don't like that. That they're just like dealing with it with like whatever they have to do because they don't like it and then they immediately spike like quick sensory spikes of joy that are you know food eating 
drugs, sex, TV, any of that type of stuff. And then it's just by the time that's there, they crash and it's back to the to the work that they don't like to do. And it's just back and forth. And if people just were to like take the time to be so grateful for when they're not at work, like, yeah, it's brutal. You worked eight hours at a job that you don't like, but when you have the extra six or eight hours after that, you need to, if you don't want to do that continuously, then you need to take those hours and put them towards something. If that's writing a list and you already know, and then trying to chisel away at it so that you can move into that field instead of whatever one that you're in that you don't like, or whether it's literally not knowing what you want to do and not knowing what you love and what you want to do with your life. And just on those hours, don't go to the bar. Don't go do that. Go play Frisbee golf. Go for a bike ride. Go rent a freaking go-kart. You know what I mean? Like go do a million different things until all of a sudden you're just like, yo, this is the most fun I've ever had. Something resonates within you where you're like, I I literally need to do this. I need to buy a freaking rally car, a surfboard, whatever it may be. Just get out there and just try a million things until all of a sudden you find one. Because the first time I rode a snowboard and I was at Mount Snow, I instantly in, I instantly knew this is it. This is it. This is the, there's switchback fives that need to be learned. There's back sevens that can get turned into front sevens. Like I don't know what they're called. I don't know how to nose press to this day. But like I'm out here doing everything that I can to get myself to the mountain, and then that makes it so that you're not really. It's not that crazy when you're driving to Eastern first to find TCAP, and TCAP needs needs a little bit of money. So I'm trying to find twenty bucks to give TCAP for a pass to then drive up to his place, and I'm I'm staying at Crowbar's house. I'm asking these other people doing all this crazy stuff, but like the passion behind it is just like, I know I want to be there at eight a.m. every single day and ride. So. It all seems normal and it all seems casual when you're doing this crazy stuff to get there and it just it all unfolds so easy when you know what you want. Yeah, the the gratification or like the the gratification you get from sticking to the plan is one thing, but when you start to see that the things are being set up in front of you when you're doing things correctly, like you the universe just starts handing you tokens. Just like, oh, you showed up again today, here you go. Here's your next break, here's your next break over and over again, you're like, oh, this is all I have to do. And when you start seeing them and you start looking for them, yeah. they start magnifying and multiplying and duplicating. Dude, I will literally edit a video sometimes and it'll be a, dude, it's crazy, bro. They, I swear, sometimes I'm fully convinced I'm the only one alive and the universe is doing everything it can to tend to my every move. And it's like, I could, I could lie to myself about that. I could almost just things are going wrong and I've convinced myself, just lie to yourself, C-Dub, there's two of you. There's this body part of you and there's this head part of you. One of them can't even talk, can't even formulate concepts. So the other one is such a little witty little, ooh, you're just gonna go to the gym for five minutes. And I'm in the gym, I'm in the gym for five minutes and I'm like, ha ha, six, seven. My body is like, what's going on? I thought it was five minutes. But anyways, it's like, <laughs> when you when you like hone your focus in like that on realizing and finding those little things where you're like, oh, this worked out good. Oh, of course that worked out in my favor. Oh, of course. It's the opposite of what we were talking about earlier. Where now, anything that good's happened to you? Yeah, of course. Look at me. Look at me. Of course it happened to me. I've been working my ass off for this. And you know what? Working your ass off for it makes you believe that you deserve it. You know what I mean? Because you do. Because you do. But a lot of times good things happen to people and if they're in a bad spot in their life, I feel like they'll feel like, even if something good happens, they reject it because they're like, I don't deserve that. But when you show up, if- Or they'll say like, yeah, yeah, but wait, but wait, yeah, okay. Yeah, I made this one, but this is gonna happen. Just wait, just wait. You're like, yeah, if you wait long enough, but if you bask in this moment, 
then yeah, for sure. So what, what I was saying to cover up on like when I'm saying I was editing, they'll just be, I have 4.5 days worth of hours of songs, random songs from 500 different people that send me stuff and I'm shuffling through and I'll literally just click shuffle and boom, banger comes on. And I'm like, oh my God, of course, there's all these different vibes that I have, but the powder with the eerie, with the ambient type, it's just first click, boom. I'm like, it wants me to make this banger. Boom, I'm editing, I'm editing. All of a sudden, somebody wants to say something, ooh, song like fades out right around that time. And there's like a really low part and there's 20 seconds where we're talking back and forth laughing and we're like, all right, back to it. And then boom, the song ramps back up and it'll, it'll continuously happening until I'm done with editing and like I might need to finesse it a little bit at the end but there's been times when the last clip is the fade out and the sunset time lapse is to the second and I only edited it at one time and the three minutes came to the three minutes and it faded out with like a weird little bird chirping at the end and the next clip I want to add in is like a morning shot of panning where, where their where birds would be and I'm just like I'm supposed to be here right now everything has led me to this and it's so obvious from the bird guy who gave me my computer back remember the whole reason oh the vlog started you know what I mean I'm like I forgot about that guy I'm gonna gag myself <laughs> yeah you know that doesn't I've never heard of that happening to a, a random meth trial guy trying meth to help out the meth community and is just finds a, a MacBook on the side of the road and and calls me and finds the thumbnail and and then we see each other randomly. Oh my gosh. And, he, and his girl saw me and goes, is that Casey Willax? No following. 5,000 followers from Vermont on the East Coast. Crack or meth woman in California calls me out at midnight on the side of the road while I'm skating away. My, my, my man's got your computer that you got stolen the other day. It's just like... You have to read those signs. You have to spend the rest of, of the next five years of your life creating videos for people because they told you to. And it's you already wanted to. And you bought a computer for that and lost it. Someone gave it back to you and begged you to do it and told... Dude, I, I, I forgot about that whole scenario until just now. And we're literally going to have to go into it at a different time because that whole story in its entirety is so gnarly. So gnarly. And you're right, though. That whole story is just like... It was so obvious to both of us at that moment. We were both like, this is exactly what you're supposed to be doing. There was no no doubt about it whatsoever. Such a beautiful process. I mean, that, that's life, man. It's it's great. It can be life. Yeah, or that be. person could have yelled something and I could have been like, who? You know what I mean? Like, you don't know me. Get away or from you, me. Or, like, you know how long it took me to get the jersey out of my blood where somebody just like looks at me or like maybe says my name and I don't turn around just like, yo, who are you talking to? <laughs> you, know, I don't, you know how gnarly that is? Do you know how gnarly so that is when like, you're an influencer and I'm like at the mountain and I'm like, bro, why is homie staring at me right now? Like, yeah, yo. you good? And, and then he's like, yo, is that is that Casey? And I'm like, oh my God, what am I talking about? I'm not from the East Coast in, in 11th grade right now getting vibed out. I'm like, this is a homie who's been watching from now. Like, how did you forget that? I'm not going to lie. You want some only, stickers. That's only like 95% out of my system because I'm much better with it now. But still, if somebody's staring at me, the New Jersey in me is just like, yo, dog, what are you looking at? <laughs> like, do you have a problem is my immediate thought. And then I have to correct it. I, so I was I telling you the other day, it. I was like, bro, I don't even like when people watch me. I don't want people watching me, but like, I don't even want my boys watching me when I'm cooking lunch. I'm like, dude. Either you're trying to snake my lunch or something, or you got something for me. Like, you yeah, good, dude? What, what's good, dude? Are you good? 
Oh my gosh. Um, I had something how else. Much, how much longer you got? I don't got that much more time. time. I don't have much more time. I actually wanted to ask you because right after this, my my like I said, my kids are gonna come in here. They're my stepkids. I'm engaged to my fiance Ad, who has two beautiful children who I love very much. But they'll be here, and then my house will turn into complete chaos. But once they get out here, I once they get here, I will be going to take my ice bath for the day because one, that's one of the only times that I can get the full time of quiet. But I wanted to ask you how your ice bath journey is going. So good. First of all, I want to say there's a video that I linked in my YouTube channel and like on my Instagram recently. But type in Dr. Huberman for anybody who's watching this and wants to get into ice plunging or induced cold therapy. There's so many questions and I'm not trying to be the guy to answer those. Look at that type of stuff. Once again, like we said, don't come to Casey Willax the snowboarder for ice therapy info like yeah, come to Andrew me for the idea in. but then take it into your own hands to figure out who the best person is just like i did and find that yeah. research so andrew huberman literally is a, he's a doctor like why not go to the doctor he will yes. tell you and he's been spending you know, his entire life focusing on this and he's the science type advocate of the wim hof Thing. And I've watched Wim Hof's method and about how he talks about why he does it and with trauma and all that. And then I've watched Huberman talk about how it literally affects the exact same part of the brains while you're in there as if you were to deal with like a death in the family. You're literally in that cold experiencing death, which is why we're always saying like killing your inner bitch. Like it's just this part of you that is so afraid. And we're gnarly. I always say that we're super gnarly. So people shouldn't just be doing what we're doing. Maybe dip into the bath at first. Like we work hard as hell and we research and we're in tune with ourselves from decades of doing that. So when we're in there, we actually know what we feel like. We know what our breath's like. We know what our limits are. And first time I did, it was just a minute. I'm so huge. I'm just incrementally doing better over time. Um, so I did like a minute, minute 20, minute 45, two minutes, two 15 or two 20 and it, everything was going proper. And then TCAP showed up and TCAP did six minutes. He, the first time he, he texted me and, and I am, I immediately did three and a half minutes. I almost doubled my best time, but I didn't want to like just do it because TCAP did it. Although I had to, to get near the three to six window because of that, but I felt like super proper three and a half. And then, um, Yesterday, I did another three and a half absolute cakewalk. It's just, it's so mental. I zoom out full earth. I pan in from the earth. I pan into the U.S. I pan into California and Reno. I pan into Lake Tahoe. I pan into the freaking Truckee and pan into the town of Truckee in the house. And I see myself sitting above the, uh, the deck out there. And I watch myself from my second perspective, breathe through the nose, out through the mouth, try to go slower through the mouth two inhales through the nose and I'm just like, dude, I could literally stay in here so long. It's so chill and it is the best feeling in the world when we get out. We got Nate doing it, we got Scrizzy doing it, we got TCAP, Mito, Luke, everybody that comes comes by the cribby is hopping in this. It is a hot tub, it is delicious, it tastes good, it's good for you and we just, we just lie to ourselves and just to, you know, make it this beautiful, relaxing thing. Mito did it at midnight last night. Yeah, it's, it is beautiful. I've been on pretty much the same tip where like I, the first time I went in, I think I was at a minute and 20 was, I just said, I didn't want to push it. I was like, let me just get in this thing, see how long I feel comfortable being in here. And I know where to start, you know? So then I said, I did that a few days and I was right around a minute and 20 minute and 30. And I said, all right, I'm going to go for two minutes. Once I got to two minutes, I said, okay, two minutes is your new standard. So now I, then I would set a timer on my watch for two minutes. So then after two minutes started to become comfortable, I said, all right, let's try to push it to three. I had a few days at 
245, and I said, okay, three minutes is your new standard. So that's still where I'm at right now, which is like three minutes minimum, and I basically stay in for as long as I can after my three minutes. Just to, It depends on how you're feeling that day. My or Both of ours are outside, so like you're depending on your temperature. It depends on everything. But it's just been great to have like, I've, I will not regress. Like I, now that three minutes is my standard, there's no way I'm staying in there for less than three minutes because I know I'm capable of it, you know? So well, I, I, I was thinking that too, but the other day, the other day I went and I was just like, I'm just going to go in. I felt so wild. I was like, I don't even know if I should go in here. And that's just being in tune. And I got in there. It was early in the morning and I was at like a minute and I was just like, yo, this is way too fucking gnarly for me right now. And I just did 60 seconds, hopped out. And I was like, I just did 60 seconds in a fucking ice bath in the middle of the winter, in the middle of, of one of the coldest places in Antarctica. Uh, like that is so much more beneficial than anything that you know what I mean it's 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 like that with anything where it's if you're eating fast food going to like a high sugar yogurt and fruit in the morning is beneficial for you but from there it's like well if you're going to do that then have the sugar in the evening from the fruit and do and do low fat you know, or low sugar yeah I totally agree and actually now that you mention it I did almost the exact same thing the other day where I was just feeling off and I had a lot to get done that morning so I said you know what maybe I'll go in it'll reset me if I get in now but I was feeling real off. So I got in and I think I did about a minute, minute and 20. And then I was like, you know what? I got in here. I got myself to come downstairs. I'm happy about that, but I don't really need to be in here for that much longer. I think I'm all set. I got no. out. And Sometimes when I got out, getting I in there is the hardest part. Like, oh wait, for me, it's always the hardest part, especially because most of mine are the, the days that I work. Uh, I have to be on the floor at 8am. I usually leave my house at, I like to get to work early. So when I get, it, whenever I do my bass on the days that I work, I'm getting out of bed at 5 a.m. and going right to the plunge, which sometimes it is so tough to go from your warm bed. I got my fiance sleeping right next to me. I want to roll over. I could sleep for another hour and a half if I want and still make it to work on time. But I I'm like, no. Yeah, I'm not going to get my burpees done if I don't get out of bed. I'm not going to get my ice bath done if I don't get out of bed. And all I can do sometimes is just be like, you got to get up and get this thing moving. Even though I could get back into bed, it's, we all know exactly what it is. Like if you get back into bed, you are losing first thing you did that day. You had a battle with yourself and you lost. So like, I just want that W. So I just get up, I get in the bath and it makes me feel good. It makes me feel like I started my day positively any day that I wake up and I don't want to do something and I just decide to do it just for the sake of winning. All right. Once again, we have Jamal Cunningham on all his socials below. Show the boys some love. Follow him. If you guys are listening to this on any of the streaming platforms, please leave a review. If you like it, leave a comment. It means the world. If you're watching on YouTube, consider subscribing. We have many more of these episodes coming soon. Drop a thumbs up. Drop a comment. Drop a comment. Let us know what you want to hear in the next episode, and we will see you then. You absolutely love to hear it.